0: K M T T. This is K M T T, the Torah podcast. Kimi Tzion Torah, and today is Wednesday. Tetzvavada, Shushan Purim. It's Purim in Jerusalem. Kimi Tzion Torah. If Zion meant only Jerusalem, we probably would not be having this broadcast. Any Torah that would come out of Yerushalayim today would be Purim Torah. But since for most of you it's not Purim, I don't wish to subject you to Purim Torah. So today Tzion is called Eretz Yisrael. And I'm in Gushet We're only 20 minutes away from Yerushalayim. But our Purim was Tuesday. And we're going back to regular schedule of Torah today for Shushan Purim. Today's
1: share will be the share of Harav Benjamin Tavoli, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Kittisa. Vayom re'ashem al-Moshe, k'tav l'chat ha-divarim ki al-pi ha-divarim ha-eile karati itcha barit v'et Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe to write down what he told him. And then he used the phrase because with these things I created the covenant, the Brit with you. Rashi yinchomish, Explains Ketov lecha tadvarim ha'eile, v'lo atara shai lichtov Torah shibal pe. This is the source of the Gemara that we'll soon learn that you're not allowed to write Torah shibal pe. The Gemara in Gitin daf Samech says Ki alpiat tadvarim ha'eile karat yidcha brit vet Israel, Hakadosh Baruch Hu maintained the covenant by this way, and we learn. That you're not allowed to learn Dvarim Shebikhtav Baalpeh and Dvarim Shebikhtav Eatarash Shayla Amram Apparently, two halachas which seem to be connected. One is that you cannot learn Torah Shebikhtav in writing, you should not commit it to writing. And the other halacha is that Torah Shebikhtav should be written and not said Baalpeh. The reason for this halacha could simply be understood in practical terms. The Ran in Megillah, on the fourth parak of Megillah, the Ran explains why you shouldn't learn Torah B'chsav B'alpeh and why you should learn Taurus B'chsav It's because when you teach Taurus B'alpeh, when you learn Torah every letter is important. And therefore, when you teach it, Baal Peh, you don't hear every letter. For example, the word tzitzit. Is it said with a yud or without a yud? Do you dash in the yud or do, you do not dash in the yud? Basukotashvul Shivat Yamim is a famous example in the Gemara. If it does say with a vav, it doesn't say with a vav, is there a halacha that can be derived from it? If you learn Torah Baal Peh, then you don't see the word in front of you, you don't know the way the word is really written. So that's why the Ran explains that Torah Shabiksav should not be learned Baal Peh. Torah should not be learned According to the Ran, is because you need a rebbe, you need someone to explain it to you. There are many things that are a perish of Torah shebchsav, and you need a malamet sheyefaris lo ha pirush Torah, according to the Ran, Torah was not meant to be an autodidactical system. A person should have a rebbe to learn Torah, and therefore, Torah should not be written, which would create a situation where people would learn without a rebbe. So, it's a very practical halacha. Dvarim You cannot say balpeh because you would not understand the Torah properly. And dvarashim balpeh, you should you should dafka have a rebbe, and therefore, Torah should not be written, and therefore, it should not be written as Torah shibichsav. The. The question would be to ask the nature of this halacha. Is it a real halacha daraisa? Is it halacha the Rishonim and Achronim have discussed this in many, many places. The in the Bircha Yosef raises the issue. He says, according to the simple pshat of the Gemara, it's an Issa The Torah told you to do it this way, and it can't be any other way. He then quotes Gemaras, and for example, there's a Gemara in Yuma, that on Yom, on, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol read part of the Torah Baal Peh. They did not want to bring a Sefer Torah in every case where the Kohen Gadol was going to read, and all kinds of issues were involved. And the Gemara says it's better that he should say this part. Balpeh. we've shown him there already. Asked how could he say any part of the Torah? Shabal because it's Torah shav. Torah has to be written. From here we could learn, says the Bircha Yosef, that it's only nisud the Rabbanan. Midaraisa, uh, there's no such halacha. It's an asmachta. The Torah told us that it would, uh, the real of the Torah is talking about the original krisos habris. Chachamim told us. That this, there is a halacha dra'abana of shibichsav at Torah Shalom and but if necessary for other exigencies, we would permit people to say Torah shibichsav baalpeh, it's only nisad Rabbana. The Hida himself brings a Rabbeinu Yonah, brings other people that discuss this issue, and says that the Gemara's, there's no proof from this particular Gemara and Yuma, because we shown him say that in a case where something is well known, and there is no possibility of a mistake, then you're allowed to say Dvarim Shabiksav Balpeh. This is a famous heter that is used for things that are Shagur Bafikol, things that everybody automatically knows by heart, even though it's Taur Shabiksav, we somehow found a heter to say it Balpeh. That's why, for example, people say that we can say uh, Shema by heart because everybody knows it by heart, or Az Yashir, or other parts of Tvila that we know when we say them as parts of tfilah they're shogar b'fikol, everybody knows them well, and there's no problem of making a mistake, so therefore you're allowed. Therefore, the chidoah really wavered, whether it's an isa da reisa, an isa da we can find in achronim, early achronim, we can find people who think it's da reisa, we can people, we find people who think it's rabbanah. Rav Asher Weiss has pointed out in, that in his opinion, this is neither an Isa nor an Isa There's a category that is mentioned already in much earlier earlier sources, but Ravashavais has elaborated on this idea in a number of places. There are some halachals that are of biblical origin that we see in the Torah this was what Ankarish Baruch Hu meant. But he did not require us to do it. It's what he would call Ratzon Torah. I gave many years ago a, in Yeshiva a classic example of this in the case of Tzabali Chaim. According to the opinion that Tzah Chaim is the Risa, where does it say so in the Torah? We find places in the Torah where they... There are issues related to animals. Uh, Bilam hit his hit his hit his donkey, his and people and the Torah said, Lamei Amai From there it's difficult to learn that it's really an iser. It's a statement of fact that occurred in a particular historical situation. The Torah asked, Why did you do it? But uh, Rishonim we really try to raise it in the issue where do you learn Chaim? If it is the so where do you learn it from? The Radvaz in the Tshuva said that this is Dara Esa, Enbo Ase. The Red Vaz said this is a biblical concept, even though he admitted there's no particular place where the Torah says it's Oser. There's no particular place where the Torah said that you do have to be careful about Tzar But nevertheless, it somehow is Ratsana Torah. It's something the Torah saw as a, a value which is a biblical, a, a value min ha-Torah. This concept would be could be applied here too. The halacha of dram Savit or Shalom Ral Balpah might not be an Isa Daraisa, not, might might not be a mitzvah daraisa, but it's certainly part of the Krisa's bris that a Baruch Hu made with Knesset Yisrael, and therefore somehow it is the Ratzon of, of Akadish Baruch Hu that this concept, this Nasina satorah, should continue forever. I'd like to try to explain this idea a little bit more. The Rambam and Rashi both seem to think that this Yisr, or this Halacha, whatever we want to call it, of Dvarim Sheb'chav, atarashaylum rampeh, atarashaylum shabalpih atarashaylum kasvam, is a Halacha only b'tzibur. The Rambam, in the introduction to Mishnah Torah, says, Mimos Moshe Rabbeinu from the days, originally, from the original days of Moshe Rabbeinu until the days of Rabiudah Nasi, there was no such thing as people learning in writing. But what did happen, according to the Rambam, is that every single person who learned Torah took his own private notes not notes that could be used publicly, not a safer that could be printed or published, but each person had his own private notebook, and he used that private notebook to remind himself of Torah, and he used that notebook to teach other people. Rashi in Shabbos Davav mentions, in, a, in connection with the Gemara, saying there's a, a Megillah starim. A Megillah starim some sort of a hidden Megillah. So Rashi explains, like the Rambam did in Mer, in the Akdama to Mishnah Torah, that the concept was that everybody took notes, even though you're not allowed to write down Divrei Torah, but that is apparently only applies B'tzibur. Privately, a person would be allowed to write down Torah, and therefore you were allowed to keep notebooks, you were allowed to teach from notebooks, but you could not write down a public notebook, a public book, or publish or print a regular book. What is the reason behind this? What's the reason for the iser being B'tzibur, and not B'yachid? And what does it mean it's really the Ratzon HaTorah? So I'd like to explain a Yisov, a foundation that was really has been said by many people. But the first one that I know of, who said this particular Chidush, is Rav Chaim Simimin, in a sefer of his binyan halacha, he says that basically the whole halacha can be explained according to a yushalmi that's found in the as quoted by the Rif in Maseches Megillah. The, the yushalmi says, as quoted by the Rif, that there are a number of halachos that we learn in connection with Torah. I saw in Yerushalmi that a person A person was reading the Torah and was translating. And they said to him, The same way the Torah was given in a state of Ema, Ema's absolute fear, dread, so we have to continue treating Torah with Eima. And therefore, the person that read could be that he, he leaned, he reclined, he didn't stand up properly. And he was upset that he did not treat the Torah the way it should be done. The Gemara goes on. that they saw a person came to the Bet Knesset and he saw someone reading by himself. One person by himself. The same way the Torah was given with an intermediary, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gave the Torah to Bnei Israel through Moshe. So we have to do the same. That's of course the source of our custom that when we read the Torah, we have to have at least three people standing there. One, Kielu representing No Torah, one Kielu representing the Makabala Torah, and one representing Kielu, the Metaveich, the agent in between. And Yerushalmi has another halach. A person was reading the Targum Sefer, a person was reading the translation. Amalei Asulucha, dva'im Shinemru Bepe, Bepe bichsav, bichsav, the same halacha that appears in the Gemara Gitin Daf Samech, appears in this Yerushalmi. That a person was reading something that's not Torah Shebichsav, he said, no, Torah Sheb'alpeh must be said orally, and only Torah Shebichsav can be said reading. These three halachas appear together in Yerushalmi, and appear together as quoted by the and Megillah. And Reb Chaim explained that they're basically all one halacha. The one halacha is the Torah was given to us at Matin Torah. The way we were given the Torah, the Kris Azbris that Akarish Baruch Hu made with us at the time of the Sinas Torah, was not a one time affair. The Torah told us Ki al-pi karat yis this Kris Azbris that I made with you at the time of Matin Torah should exist forever. All the halachas of Torah should be done Kinesinasah. The best way to learn Torah is not to recount or to relate what we once learned, but to undergo the experience of Nasina Tha Torah every time we learn. So the same way the Torah was given is the way the Torah should be actually learned. And therefore, these halakhas are all basically one halacha. The Torah was given Ba'amidah, the Torah was given Ba'imah, and therefore People should stand when they learn Torah. When first pers- the Torah was given with a, an, an agent with a middleman, so therefore we have to do the same. And the same halach would apply to dvaym shibichsav atar rachelam b'alped vamshibalped rachelachasam. It's a halacha in Nesina's The way Nesina's Torah was given, but Nesina's Torah was given betzibur. This halacha of limutar Torah can only be done in limutar betzibur. Limutar B'Yachid doesn't have the concept of n- kinesisinasa. The Nasinasa is be'ema be'yira v'afachad. The kinesisinasa aydei sirsur. The the the, the of dvayim shebechsav dvayim shehalpeh is only halacha B'Tzibur. And therefore, according to the Rambam, B'Yachid, you're allowed to write down Torah. It's only the only halacha is be, is b't- b'tzibur. Reb Chaim then, Reb Chaim Cinnamon then also brought a, a very interesting Gemara in Brachas Davchav Beis. The Gemara says that discusses there if a balkeri is allowed in the, in the Torah. A balkeri is a person who has become ritually impure and the Gemara has a whole discussion, are they allowed to learn or not allowed to learn? Reb Yossi says Shonehubir <laughs> birgilus Ubilvat Shilo Yatsiasamishna. Rabyosi says he can learn normally. Ubilvat Shalo Yatsiasamishna. So Rashi explains Shiloyatsiya Samishna means Bitame Pirusheim. You can learn, you can learn simply, probably just to learn without Iun. But to explain Tame Pivusheim, to explain the lumness behind it, Rabyalsi found it was improper for a person who's about Kerry. However, the Aroch quoted in the Gilion of the Gimaran that in there in Brachis, brings a different parish. The Aroch has a different pshat. That Rabbi Yossi agrees that a Balkari can learn Torah. There's no problem for a person who's Tame to learn Torah. But to teach Torah, teach learning Torah Batzibur is a Kiyum Kinesinasa, is a Kiyum of Baamita, and it's a Kiyom beema be'yira. A person who's Valkari was asked to receive the Torah. That's why we had to be prepared three days before Matan Torah. So the kavachomer, if we couldn't have even been there at, at Nasinasa Torah, how could we be involved in the Kiyum of Torah Kinesinasa? learning Torah, when there's no din of ta- there's no Torah present. You're in a state of Tumah. So you see from here that the eser of a Balkeri learning is only, according to Yossi, a reenact because of the reenactment of Harsinai, of Mamad Harsinai, Balkari would be Yasser and Torah. But just to learn privately would certainly be mutter. Rav Salavachik once gave a sheer, where he explained a gemara that says that I think it's Avraham ben Zakkai, until the gemara says when he passed away Battle Kavrataya Kavrataya was no longer existed Kavrataya was somehow abandoned at the time of his Patira. and the gemara goes on to say and what was the problem what was the reason that Battle Kavrataya Sigmara so like says because until now they learned Torah Baamidah. And from now on they learned Torah by Yeshiva. Originally people used to learn standing. But now people became weaker. They couldn't learn any more Baamida. But say there, okay, so they sat down for learning Torah. It doesn't seem such a terrible thing. But al means somehow the whole glory, the dignity of Torah has become affected by the fact that people sat and learned. So, I think Rav Soloveitchik explained that since the real kiem of Torah, the ideal kiyom of Torah, would be kin sinasa, the way the Torah was given. So, really, Torah should be learned by amida. That would be a higher kiyom of Talmud Torah. That would be a kiyom of Talmud Torah the sinasa. When you could do that, when people could learn effectively, standing by amida. so then, Learning Torah, ba'amida would be a kiyum not just of learning, but of learning Torah. Once people became weak, so they started learning Torah Yeshiva. It still is learning Torah. And perhaps it's the most effective way of learning Torah. But, nevertheless, even though it's the correct way to learn, under today's circumstances, we would say, battle Kavad the glory and dignity of Torah, doesn't Occurred the gemara uh, that I mentioned in the name of Yoch Mitzakai the gemara is in Megillah the gemara says it's Rabban Gamliel Misha Meis Gamliel Yarad d'Cholil LaOlam VaYul Moedim Tor Meushav VaInu Desnan Misha Meis Gamliel Battle Kavat the gemara though then goes on to say Chasav Echad Olmer VaEshav B'Har V'Chasav Echad Olmer VaNochiyat Mativ B'Har One passage says that you should that Moshe sat. One Pasek says that Moshe stood. He answers the Gemara, Amarav Omed V'lo Med yoshe V'shonah. That he, when he learned, he stood. But when he taught, he sat down. Rabchanina Ma Amar, Lo Omed V'lo yoshe V'lo shocha. He did neither stood nor sat. He somehow was in a position in between standing and sitting. Rebbe Yohan Amar, Yeshiva means he really stood. Yeshiva just means he dwelt there. Like vatesh Vikadesh. It doesn't mean you sat there. Rava said the difficult part of Torah, so he sat down. The easier part, things that he could understand better, he stood up for. We would interpret, according to Rav way of thinking, we would explain that really a person should learn baamita. That would be a tremendous scheme of Nesina Satora. However, if that would interfere with your learning, if a person could not learn well, for difficult things which require much more concentration, it would be difficult to stand and, and concentrate, therefore we would allow him to sit down. But yet, for those particular things, even though we would say at this time it's the best way to do it, you would say that you do not have the kiyam of kinesinasa. Rav Huttner explained that this halacha is actually the first halacha which preceded the giving of the Torah. Ki devayim ha'ela karatit chabris es Yisrael means the original Krisa ha'bris was done through this method of learning Torah bichsav bichsav and balpeh balpeh. And then he continues to quote the Gemara that appears on the same page in Gittin, Taf the, Pasuk, the Gemara quotes the in Hoshaya. The simple translation of the Pasuk would mean if I wrote down the majority of the Torah, they would appear as strangers. Rashi and Tosus there in Gittin try to explain exactly what this means. Tosus quotes that the nations of the world will write down Torah too. If they had Torah Peh, they would write it. Therefore, Bnei Yisrael would be considered zarim. So, you see that the krisas bris is to limit this bris only to Bnei Yisrael. Only Bnei Yisrael have the concept of learning Torah, Torah Shebal And this actually preceded Matan Torah. This, Therefore, we could explain that it's not really a mitzvah. It's not really an isur. It's not really an, an, an assay, but it's somehow it's a prerequisite for the concept of Tamutara. torah. The krisas bris includes in it that it, even before matan Torah. It's not just one of the regular isurim of the Torah, says Rav Hotner, but it's a definition of the tsura of the structure of the krisas bris, and therefore. It's not part of the Torah, somehow it's even above the Torah. Ravutna goes on to explain that today we do write down the Torah. And it's well known that today everything is biksaf. And we know that the reason for this is because of a special heter, we were concerned that Torah would be forgotten. Today, without Sfarim, without using all the tools at our disposal, it would be very difficult to imagine that people could grow to be Tamidichachami. Therefore, we allowed people to write the Mishnah, and eventually today people write the Gemara, and apparently today everything is permitted, everybody writes everything, everything is already b'chsaf. But Rav Putner pointed out that the original Mishnah, when we began to write the Mishnah, we still had this concept of the heter to write down Torah is not the real way Torah should be learned. So therefore, he says some of the Mishnah was written in a way that a a normal editor, a normal writer, could not fathom writing in such a way. For example, there's a halacha, not a halacha, but a method of learning the Mishnah called chisui mechsara. Sometimes we read a Mishnah that doesn't seem to be logical. The point A does not lead to point B. Point B seems totally removed from point A. And the Gemara says, chisori That, well, we should add another line in the middle. You see that Rav Huttner says that even though the Torah was allowed to be written, we wanted to write, even the people that wrote the Mishnah, wanted to write the Mishnah in a way that would not be self-contained. It would not be able to be taught automatically to a person at a Mishnah. Even though we had a written Mishnah, it was to be used as a tool to help us learn Torah better. But it would not obviate the need to have a Rebbe who could explain this Mishnah to us. It would not be in the place of having Torah Shebaal Peh, Torah Shebaal pe'a. A partial heter could be there, but it's not an Akira stuff of Natar. We're not removing something from Natar, we're just making things easier by having part of the Mishnah written down. But it's not that the original meaning was to write down everything clearly, unequivocally, so they would have no more need for a Rebbe. We would happen to have any more concept of a Torah Shabbat. Today, as I said before, somehow this heter has become so rampant that everything can be written down, and we have no problems today. Halachically, everybody finds it free to write Svarim in English, to write Svarim in any language, to print it in such a way that Torah can be accessible and actually be made in a situation where everybody can be autodidactic by themselves. So we have seen that this Easter, or we're not really sure it's an Easter, this Halach of Dvarm Shabbat Peh and is really one halacha. It's not two separate halachas. There's one halacha. and the one halacha is before the Torah was given, before the krisas, before the Torah was actually handed to us, there was a Krisas Bis, how the Torah should be given and how the Torah should be learned forever. And really we get we see from here that learning Torah should not just be an intellectual experience. It should be a reenactment of Matan Torah. That would real, the real key of Talmud Torah would be to learn Torah with all the habits, with all the customs, with everything that took place in Matan Torah. That's the way really Torah should be learned. We also learned a new idea that perhaps this is not a real Halacha Do'Raisa maybe it's not a real halachad rabbanan, there are achronim who say, some say it's daraisa and some darabana, but we learn from here a different concept. There's a concept called Ratsana Torah. This is what the Torah meant. If necessary, we do not have to follow this law the same way we would have to follow a mitzvah daraisa or an isa daraisa. We really could allow ourselves to find Heterim, as they did in the time of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, or as they did when we davened and said parts by heart, because really the isur is not formulated as an isur; it's rather formulated as ratzonat Torah. The ratzonat Torah is that we should continue to learn Torah, Bidvekus, kinesinasa, Bayira, be'reses, including ba'amida, if possible. On the other hand, we said that in order to steig, in order for a person to really grow in learning, if necessary, he can learn Torah be yeshiva, he can learn Torah, even Torah shibi balpeh, can learn biksav, Torah shibiksav balpeh. In order to facilitate our learning today, we allowed all this to become mutter, and according to the concept that it's only ratsana on Torah, you're not transgressing the an iser. Ad rabba, we're trying to grow ourselves in Limutara, so therefore we would feel under this circumstances, this is the Ratsanatara in today's world.
0: You have been listening to Harav Benjamin Tavori, the weekly Mitzvah, and for today's Halacha yomit, we are going back to our series we were talking about in Chol We took off a little bit. For Pesach Z'chor and for Purim, now we're going back to uh, Tefila. Tefila is the Kibun Eretz Yisrael. Shulchan Aruch quotes in Siman Sadidah. Im I am made in Chutz Laaretz, panak Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara presents a threefold uh, system. If you're in Chutz you should face Eretz Yisrael. If you're in Eretz Yisrael, you should face Yerushalayim, and if you're in Yerushalayim, you should face the, the Mikdash, the Beit HaMikdash, the place of the of the Beit HaMikdash. In fact, it says that if you're in the Beit HaMikdash, which doesn't apply today, but want to be standing in the Beit HaMikdash, then one faces the Kodesh HaKodashim. The Shulchan Aruch paskins that these aren't four different possibilities. It's merely a matter of approximation. And therefore the Shulchan Aruch says, if you're in Chutzlaut you should face Eretz Yisrael, but you should lichaven. you should mentally focus your Tfilah on Yehushalayim and the Mikdash and Kodesh HaKodeshim. In other words, the real focus is Kodesh HaKodeshim, but it's meaningless in Chutzlaut to facing Kodesh HaKodeshim, because facing doesn't apply, there's different one faces Eretz Yisrael, but one focuses, so to speak, within rings within rings. You're facing Eretz Yisrael, but you're focusing your Tfilah mentally, towards Yerushalayim, Beit HaMikdash, and Beit Kodesh Kodashim. Similarly, if you're in Eretz Israel, you should face Yerushalayim, but the Mechaber adds, you should focus mentally to the Mikdash and to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, and similarly in Yerushalayim, you should face the Mikdash and focus on Kodesh HaKodeshim. This is the reason why most Jewish Kilot and Chutzlaret, which were uh, west of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore, they faced east, which is why it's almost synonymous. One says the direction of Tefillah is called mizrah. There's a whole art form called mizrah with all signs that were made to indicate the direction of mizrah. Although Al Pidin, one should not face mizrah. one should face Eretz Israel. And a simple look at the map will indicate that although almost all Jewish Kirot and were west of Eretz Israel, but some of them were very, very, very far north of Eretz Israel. In fact, the direction, say from, uh, from Eastern Europe, towards Israel, would have been not so much to face east, but to face uh, south slightly east. Nonetheless, almost all shoals were built facing uh, due east or only slightly off the eastern uh, the eastern focus. And the reason uh, really is, is that we see from a number of places in Chazal that Chazal think in very, very schematic, four-directional forms. There only are four directions. Northeast is not a real direction for Chazal. Uh, so it's probably justified to pick the major direction, face it, of the four points of the earth. Although the Lagras said that if that's true, you should face south. He was talking in Vilna. Uh, south is a better approximation of the direction towards earth than, than east. They said, nonetheless, almost all loads face east, and surely from the United States, east is really is really the 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 correct uh, direction if one is in fact east of eretz israel if you're in china uh, or for that matter if you're in australia uh, then you should face west because that's the direction of eretz israel from where you are in eretz israel so there are all sorts of directions here in we're south of yerushalayim and uh, the tefila the direction of tefila is north Uh, but once again the same problem really that took place very often in Chutzaz, took place here. Uh, the shuls in the, the main shul, the original shul in uh, in anshvot in Gush Etzion, faces due north, although Yerushalayim is not due north, but is northeast about 15-20 degrees to the east of due north. And therefore, uh, you'll see many people in shul who in fact do not face the front of the shul, but face Yerushalayim. Because the halacha really is to face Yerushalayim and not to face the direction of the shul. Many people think that one should face the Aran Kodesh. But the way the halacha is formulated is that one should face Yerushalayim and one should put the Aran Kodesh in the same direction because it's right to face the Oran Kodesh. But it's not really halacha that one should towards the Oran HaKodesh. And therefore, the way the halacha is, is Pasukin, in the Paskim is that even if the Aran Kodesh is off, one should face Yerushalayim. Unless, unless it's completely off. In other words, if the Oran Kodesh is is in the west, and you're facing east, then you have a real problem because you're turning your back to the Arun, to the Arun college But if it's just off by, say, 90, even by 90 degrees, the post can recommend facing line That's not the Minag, and all the shows I've ever been in, including those which are built completely wrong, which sometimes happen for architectural or, or some other reason. So people face the Arun There's a makhlab at the post as to what's better. Should one face the right direction and Mentally include other directions, or will be perhaps one could face the Aram kodesh but think, so to speak, think east, think direction of uh, of Yerushalayim. The best thing is to face Yerushalayim, or to at least slightly face Yerushalayim, say to do a compromise to indicate that you're trying to push your tefilot towards Yerushalayim, uh, towards the Beit Hamidrash, towards the place which is called Shaar Hashemayim. This is Shaar HaShamayim. the Beit HaMittash is the gate is the gate to heaven. And from the Gemara, it's Mashman the Raman quotes it, that a another benefit of everyone facing Yerushalayim is everybody faces the same direction. In other words, you're supposed to face Yerushalayim, but since everybody faces Yerushalayim, you now have a situation where all Jews pray to the same point. And that's a, a benefit in and of itself. The fact that the unity of Jewish prayer is created by having one place on the globe to which all our tefillot are, are directed. Suppose one doesn't know where Yerushalayim is. It could be because you're blind, or because you simply lost. You've lost track. You don't have a compass. And you don't know where you are exactly. You've been driving around, and you can't figure it out. You don't know how to read the. Uh, it's a cloudy day. You don't know where the sun is. You don't know what direction Yerushalayim is. So then, the uh, Gemara says you should look You should do a mental focusing rather than a physical focusing. And the Gemara says too, you should face. You should focus towards you towards the shamayim. Towards heaven, the Ram either had in gifts or he interprets that to mean he says you should mentally focus towards Yerushalayim, which basically indicates that's the same place. In other words, Yerushalayim for us is Shaar Hashemayim; it's the gateway to heaven. And obviously, in the end, our out are to God and not to a place, not to a building, not to geography. However, living on Earth, there is this concept that Yerushalayim is the the portal to heaven. This is said explicitly by Shlomo HaMelech when he built the Beit HaMikdash. That after he finished building it, he prayed to God that everyone, everywhere, when they wish to address God, they will pray to this place, to the city, to this building, and you will hear, Vatati you will hear from from the heaven. That's the Halachah today. We'll be back tomorrow with Parshat Shavua, I hope that, I'm sure that the Shia will be posted somehow. It's a vacation day here in Yeshiva. Someone will come in special. If for some reason the Shia is not available exactly in the right time, wait a few minutes. We're going to make an effort. I expect it to be ready on time. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to KMTT. K-M-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-